0: The Heinemann Podcast is a production of Heinemann Publishing. Heinemann is a provider of resources written by real teachers for real classrooms. Heinemann values teachers as decision makers and students as curious learners. Discover the path to lifelong professional learning at Heinemann.com. Heinemann, dedicated to teachers. I'm Brett from Heinemann on today's podcast, teaching nonfiction revision. What happens when a best-selling children's book author teams up with a nationally known writing teacher? Well, you get the new book, Teaching Nonfiction Revision, a professional writer shares strategies, tips, and lessons. Sneed Collard is an award-winning children's author who has been working on revision strategies for years. Now, along with Vicki Spandell, they're helping educators make nonfiction writing more meaningful and more enjoyable for the reader. I recently talked with Sneed, and I wanted to know more about what his spark of inspiration was for writing a professional book for teachers.
1: I began writing probably, oh, let me calculate, about 34 years ago. And when you write for that long, you have to gain a certain amount of experience at doing what you're doing, a certain amount of expertise. And I was editing a book about three or four years ago, and I was just working through a scene or a couple of paragraphs. And I had this kind of flash of insight that gee, Sneak, you're pretty good at doing this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can really tear apart something and put it back together, you know. And, you know, I didn't think of that with any sort of uh, pomposity or anything like that, but it just it was a simple fact. Now, I'd i been thinking already that I would love to write something that would help young people write, mm-hmm. you know, just a set of tips or something like that. So I, I start getting serious at that point, uh, after having that realization. And I started making inquiries about whether publishers might be interested in this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And they were, but uh, when I contacted Heinemann, I was informed that they actually don't write books for kids, but they do write books for teachers. (laughs) At that point, I was already talking to my co-author, Vicki Spandell, and I knew she had a lot more expertise at coming up with exercises and questions specifically that teachers could use. So we kind of agreed I would write the main text and she would come up with all of these amazing teacher suggestions Mm -hmm. and exercises. And we brainstormed on both of them. She helped me with the main text and I helped her with the other things. But basically that's how it all happened. I just had this inspiration and decided to keep going with it.
0: And throughout the book, you have inspiration, you write about inspiration from your daughter, from your dad, there's there's all kinds of things, especially right at the beginning of the book, you, you, you really get a sense of establishing for us how you sort of saw what revision is or isn't. So mm-hmm. what is revision or isn't it?
1: Well, writing this book really forced me to take a hard look at that. And in fact, to help me, I asked what some other author friends of mine, what they thought revision was. And they have some great answers that we include in the book. But to me, uh, revision is not editing. Editing, to me, is very mechanical, usually. It's fixing mistakes in grammar, in convention, in spelling. It is just making the manuscript look good. Revision, to me, is making the manuscript meaningful. It's making it flow smoothly. It's making it enjoyable to read. It's conveying deeper meaning. So revision is actually about the content, not so much just the structure and convention. So when I'm revising something, sure, I'm fixing spelling, I'm correcting mistakes. But I'm trying to make sure that what I'm saying is presented in the clearest most enjoyable, most inspirational way that I can.
0: Within that, you talk about revising from big to small. Can you describe what you mean by that? And and along with that, how do we help students build stamina for revision? Well, I'll take those
1: one at a time. The the big to small came just out of my own process of doing revision. I thought when I started sitting down to write this book, OK, how do I tackle a manuscript? And it was a very logical thing to work from big to small. What I mean by that is when I look at a big manuscript, I look at the big pieces first. I see, okay, are there chapters that don't need to be here? Am I telling a good story? am i presenting information in the proper context have i developed characters enough so those are big picture things and often at that point i'm removing huge chunks of the manuscript throwing them away i'm also adding big chunks of the manuscript and whenever necessary and it usually is necessary at this point i'm doing additional research now once i've got the manuscript in kind of a rough shape that I want, then I start getting finer and finer. And the books are organized like that. From the whole manuscript, I go down to scenes. And scenes are not something that educators come across much. They don't Mm -hmm. think about them. We think about scenes in movies and plays, but rarely do we think about scenes in especially a nonfiction manuscript. But writers, good writers in nonfiction are writing in scenes too. And I like to encourage teachers if they want to learn about this to pick up a picture book, a nonfiction picture book. My book, A Platypus Probably, just happens to work really well with that. You know, you pick it up and it just goes scene by scene through different aspects of a platypus's life, whether it's how it feeds or how it builds a nest or how it takes care of its young or defends itself. These are all concise scenes. So I work on the scenes of my manuscript next. Then I go down to paragraphs. And paragraphs, I have to say, are my favorite part of revision. Why? Because you can look at a paragraph all in one glance and you can get a feel for what it's trying to do and mm-hmm. what it whether it's doing that or not. And then you can just start ripping and tearing like crazy, you know. If you totally destroy a paragraph, you can put it back together in a matter of minutes if you want. Also, I love paragraphs because I feel that if any person can write a good nonfiction paragraph. They can write anything. Oh, wow. Because everything that applies to a paragraph applies to scenes and applies to a manuscript as a whole. And so, paragraphs to me are really the heart of revision. You still have to have those bigger chunks in place, or revising your paragraphs isn't going to help you, right? Once you're down to the paragraph level, that is where you really start to make a manuscript sing. And so that that is my favorite part of the revision process. And from there we just go down to sentences and words and then we have some final thoughts in the book about what to do after you're done with your revision.
0: What about building stamina for students? Because sometimes students really, you know, they, they hit a point where they they, they, they need a little convincing about revision. Some, sometimes students want to just write something to move on. How do, you, how, do you, how do you face that? Again, I come back
1: to the paragraph because a paragraph is not overwhelming. A paragraph is one thing. You can write a paragraph about almost anything. And once you've got that paragraph, you can just tear it apart very easily and rebuild it from scratch. And what's very important, and we talk about a lot, In the book is that teachers model this whole process for their student because many students look at revision as a sign of failure they think oh I'm being asked to revise that means I messed up Mm. well of course that's not true at all for revision actually is just the most important part of the process of creating a manuscript that works so it's very important for a teacher to model herself writing up on a board or on a document projector showing The students, oh, this really isn't working. I'm going to tear it out. You know, I don't like my thesis sentence. Let's look for another one. Do you think this is in order? I'm not sure. And is there any part of this you don't understand? So all of this models for the students that, yeah, revision is a very healthy part of the writing process.
0: It's not always easy turning nonfiction writing into something that everyone will want to read. What would you say is, is sort of the secret to doing that?
1: Well, if you look at the really great nonfiction writers out there, they do, they have a couple things in common. One, they tell stories. In fact, we don't, most people don't think of nonfiction as storytelling, but the best nonfiction writers are storytellers. And that is absolutely, I think, the heart of great nonfiction writing. But related to that is they're also developing good characters. And so if we people, we humans, we're very species centric. You know, we care about our own species more than any one thing else. Right. So we want to hear about other people's trials and challenges and what they're thinking and feeling. Mostly we want to hear how they face the challenges in their life. And so good writers are telling stories complete with characters and hey, that's not so different than great fiction writers, is it? <laughs> no, in fact, it's the same kind of thing. But we're we're using real materials and real stories from the world.
0: Throughout the book, you have a lot of sections called A Note to the Teacher. Explain how to, we should be using those.
1: A note to the teacher is one of about four different kinds of special features that are in the book. And most of these were written by Vicky. And along with note to the teacher, she's got something to try. She has in conference and one or two other things. Now a note to the teacher, and all of these are designed to help the teacher actually take what's in the book and apply it directly to the classroom. A note to the teacher is kind of fun because it's just a teacher to teacher conversation. For instance, in one note to the teacher that Vicki has, she's talking about the importance of reading aloud to teach voice. And so uh, these are just things that Help a teacher transmit this knowledge in a real practical terms.
0: Early on in the book, you reference a, a specific issue about vague and confusing. And then later there's a chapter that says, make sure it all makes sense. Why is it so crucial to highlight the clarity well the clarity
1: and 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 that's something i come back to again and again when i'm teaching revision workshops the first thing i focus on is helping students make sure what they write or teachers Mm -hmm. what they write to make sense because that is the absolute minimum bar for any piece of writing if it doesn't make sense you're nowhere. You're <laughs> yeah. you're out in the middle of the Gobi Desert. Yeah. And there's no water and there's no hope in <laughs> sight. And so you have to make it make sense. Even if the writing is terrible, even if it's crude, even if it's not perfect, it's got to make sense. But when you make it, make it make sense, you do something very useful. You're putting in it putting it in a logical construction mm-hmm. that serves as the foundation for actually made in, making it readable and enjoyable.
0: When is it enough revision?
1: It, it's in fortunate cases, it's when you have a deadline. And, you're up, <laughs> yeah. and You got to that deadline and you have to stop, right? Yeah. Then there's nothing else you can do. You got to turn it in, right? But for other writers, I like to finish... An intense revision and then let the book sit for a couple of weeks. And then I reread it with fresh eyes. And if at that point I'm still happy with it, then I will turn it in. Now, I'm never totally happy with it, I'm always <laughs> making changes. You know? But I would say when you feel like you are 98% have accomplished what you set out to accomplish, it's probably time to show it to somebody yeah. else. <laughs> The other, the other case is when you feel like you are going to end up in the ER from a mental <laughs> breakdown. Um, that's also a good indication that you should stop there, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> My thanks to Sneed Collard for his time today. If you'd like to learn more about teaching nonfiction revision, Sneed's new book with co-author Vicki Spandell, be sure to visit Heineman.com where you can read a sample chapter, blogs, and more. We'd love for you to subscribe to the Heinemann Podcast on iTunes and Google Play, where you can leave a comment or review. We're also now streaming on the Stitcher and TuneIn radio apps. You can also follow Heinemann on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Plus, you can download a daily teacher tip right on your phone directly from Heinemann Authors by downloading the Heinemann Teacher Tip app. All this and more on Heinemann.com. Thanks for listening.